Thanks for tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue June, a tarot reader, teacher, and witch. You can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Thanks for tuning in to The Mystic Witch. I am your host, Blue June, and I'm sitting here with Emma, who is an intuitive, empathic tarot reader who got her start reading for strangers in subway stations across New York City, which is insane, (laughs) and we have to talk about more about that. Uh, She now reads at parties and events as well as the Subway Tarot Girl. Hi, Emma. Hi. Welcome Thank you so the- much for having me. I'm so happy to have you. Podcast. Welcome. Thanks. So tell us, uh, I guess to start, like, let's just jump right in. How yeah. did you get introduced to tarot? What was your first experience with My that? My first experience with tarot. So I was going through a really gnarly breakup, like, just so bad, just so bad, and my, I had a friend at the time who had just gotten into tarot cards and she offered to give me a reading. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I had never seen, I they had seen them before, but I hadn't like really looked at a deck ever or touched a deck ever. And she gave me a reading and it was insane. It was just, I felt so vulnerable and I felt so moved by the information that was that she got from the cards and Mm -hmm. I just was like oh this this is this is something that I am into (laughs) this is something oh oh, this (laughs) oh oh I see now oh I see now um yeah exactly and I just and it was like it was that was the kindling I guess and then it was just like wildfire from there I started reading I, I immediately went out and bought my own deck the next day what deck was it I have to know the Morgan Greer deck. Yes! Yes. yes. Yeah. And then and I got um, Rachel Pollack's 78 Degrees of Wisdom. That's the only book that I've really ever... That's actually... That is actually a very tough read. Yeah. And, I, but it's a it's an imperative. It was... It's, it's a really uh, yeah. necessary read. It's a good one. Sure. Yeah. It went way over my head. And then I just... <laughs> and then you read it again. <laughs> and then I read it. I've read it at least... 20 times now, but the... I can't even tell you how many occult books the first time... I just don't understand most of I have, like, a... I had, like, growing up, a a high reading comprehension level, but some of these books, like, I tried to read The the Golden Dawn the first time I would read the same paragraph, like... (laughs) What did I just read? Yeah. Like, I didn't retain any of it. Anyway. No, yeah. All right, so you got 78 Degrees of Wisdom. Yeah, and I started kind of studying the cards, and I started reading them. I started, like, looking at the pictures and just asking questions and seeing what I... seeing what I, I would read the book, but I really... More often, I would just look at the pictures and kind of... Whatever came to my mind first, I would write it down, and I would like try to make sense of it in that way and then I and then I would look at what Rachel Pollack had to say or what uh the little booklet that came with the book had to say and then see how it and connected see how it connected and how it or how it differed because sometimes it would differ and I would be like oh that's interesting and then I would try to see how I could reconcile the differences or just be like I know what I feel it was a real yeah it was really like getting to know my like 
where I got hung up on things and Mm -hmm. it pointed out patterns that I have in my own brain Mm -hmm. that I was putting on the cards and like vice versa. So it was a real like, it was like dating. I was like dating my first deck. I was getting to know them. I was... that's why I use the word with my students, um, relationship. Because when you're developing intuitively, um, yes, the fundamental meanings of the cards has a lot of precedent, has a lot of value, and it it matters. But if you're reading intuitively, it goes so far beyond that. So much deeper. And it's a relationship. Yeah. It's personal. And it does, it takes time to develop it. And I, I, I love the way that you went about doing that. Yeah. Um, and then I started taking classes and it just kind of like, went from there and I started reading for friends kind of in my apartment or if I if I like I would just kind of like I got so excited about it that I was like anyone who kind of like would come into my room because I used to live in an apartment where my room was had the doorway out to our backyard so when we had people over people would almost always go through my room and I have an altar and I have, you know, I have my, my magical space. Yeah. That would not work would, for me. Oh, <laughs> there was cleansing going on. There was cleansing every damn day. But, <laughs> but the, so I would like, people would notice it and they would be like, oh, do you read tarot cards? Cause I think it was a time when tarot was starting to get really like mainstream popular, mm-hmm. which like, you know, good, bad and all of that. But like, they would ask and I would be like, do you want a reading? Like I would just immediately be like, do you want a reading? Let me give you a reading. And they would be like, um, okay, sure. It's it's interesting (laughs) how when you're super excited about learning and practicing and growing, you're like ready for it at all times. And then later you become a angry hag and you're like, no, you can't have boundaries. Boundaries. You get boundaries. Right. Speaking of which, um, so your first, your first, from what I understand, your first experience was actually setting up a table in yep. the New York City subway yep. and then just doing back-to-back speed readings. Yeah. And this was after your first class. Yep. With who, I wonder. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was me, just yes. so you know. Um, and you gave a great assignment, which is such a valuable assignment because this is really like this is how you learn to read for people. You just read for strangers because you can read for your friends and people that you know, but you have a bias and you know their life. And so reading for strangers, I was like, oh my God, that's genius. Well, I have to say like to this day, and this was, we said two years ago, almost like three years ago. ago, Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Um, basically since then, and before then, no one has ever been quite that ambitious. And <laughs> I'm always, a Virgo. I've always been really interested because even to me, and I tell my students about you uh, now, and I, I talk about it, and I'm like, I couldn't do it, guys. Like, yeah. I, I think it's insane, and it yeah. sounds to me really crazy. So I'm wondering if you can talk about a little bit about the challenges of actually reading in New York City subways and what that's yes, like. Yes, absolutely. So, I, so you gave that assignment to read for strangers, and my like you said, ambitious Virgo ass was like, strangers, you say? Well, then I'm going to just put myself right in the bloodstream, right where I'm going to see the most strangers, the most varied possible pool of, of people seeking a reading that you could possibly ask for. And yeah, it was a really ballsy move. I mean... You, that's why I did it, kind of, because I, I had the idea in my head, if I can read for strangers in the subway of New York City, I can read for anyone. 
And that's true. So, yeah. That's true. Yes. So because I, that is everyone. It's everyone. New York City subway yeah. is everyone it's, in the world. Yeah. It's every, every human person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I had a little setup. I started and I had a little sign that was like free tarot readings. And so I started, free. yeah, I started giving readings for free, mm. which like nowadays Mm-mm. ain't going to nah. fly, <laughs> but, but I started Hashtag out, fuck you, pay me. Yep. <laughs> fuck you, pay me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I started giving out free readings just because I was like, I'm new at this. I want, I'm doing it for the experience and to build what a reading is like. Cause I had no idea what readings for strangers was like. So I just put myself right there and it was it's like what is like the biggest challenge the biggest challenge is people don't know what a tarot reading is like the it, the biggest challenge yeah. is definitely managing expectations mm. of people sitting down because they see a sign they see someone sitting there they're like will you read my palm yeah <laughs> I have been asked. and I'm like that is I 100% love palm reading. I, I can't, I'm not I'm not trained in that capacity. And people I have cards. Are like, That's what we're doing. Yeah, this is my tool. I I'm not. <laughs> yeah. The but the yeah the biggest challenge would be managing people's expectations because a lot of a lot of people would stop and they had never gotten a tarot reading before, and I was kind of another big challenge was was managing my own doubts about myself and my own blockages because. I would have. Well, this. you threw yourself straight to the wolves <laughs> with that. You had to get over it quick. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you I really had to yeah. face any insecurity. Yeah, right, right away. Right away. Because yeah. uh, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not here for hiding from my insecurity. And so. <laughs> so ego death. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's kill that shit right away. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I really like. I, they would sit down for the first tarot reading that they've ever gotten, and I would be in my head being like, oh, fuck, like, th- this person doesn't even know what a tarot reading is, and this is their first experience. And then I was like, no, bitch, you're here to give them their first experience, and that's beautiful, and you you can provide that for people. Honestly, I think it's kind of also great that it was sort of your first experience and theirs, yeah. and that... You know, I didn't really think about it that way until now. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of did, I did a similar thing. I think it's just the ambition, like <laughs> the like, no fucks given. <laughs> I'm jumping right into this. Yeah. And I'm excited about it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm also an Aries, so we don't really think about the consequences of things. We just <laughs> sort of do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So for, so now you read mainly at events yep. uh, and parties. Yep. Yep. Um, can you explain like some of the challenges there and how that relates to yeah. reading in the subway? Like what were the Absolutely. challenges that are similar and what's different? So there is, it's actually like a really good, like a good way to prepare yourself for what it's like to read at parties is to, is to read in a very public open space like the subway and one, because usually at parties, people don't want to sit down for a whole hour and you don't want them to sit down for a whole hour because you want to see as many clients as possible and you want them to be able to go and enjoy the party yeah. and just have this like nice, fun experience. I found for, that people really 10 minutes is the sweet spot. Yeah, 10 minutes is definitely a good 
sweet spot. I'll do maybe 15 at like the most. Yeah. If someone at a party asks, which they never do, <laughs> asks me for like a longer reading, I'm like, oh, you can book with me at another time to do that. Cause I'm Genius. trying to, I'm trying to see as many people as possible. Well, it's also good marketing. It drives traffic to your website. Yeah. You know, it gets people to possibly oh, follow absolutely. you on social media. For sure. All of that stuff. And so so in, in the subway, it's kind of a similar thing because people are usually, I mean, unless they're not in a hurry, like, which is very rare in the New York City subway, the, they're going to be, they're going to be having, they have to go somewhere. So you have to give them a 10 minute reading or even a five minute reading. Or even which a two I, minute reading. Yeah, it has to be quick. So that is definitely some crossover, uh, lots of crossover with like people who maybe haven't gotten a tarot reading before or like don't know what a tarot reading is or what it's trying to what it's trying to do, what it's trying to, what they want. Like I get a lot at parties. People don't expect when I'm, when I'm like, do you have a question for the tarot cards? Like, they oh, get I, have kind a, of, I have to have a question. Yeah. Yeah. People mm-hmm. get kind of like, Oh, I didn't know that I needed to ask something specific. And I'm like, well, you and I are both going to get more out of this and it's going to be much easier for me to give you relevant information if I if we have an agreed upon topic and it also sets an intention yeah for the reading so at least you're heading in some direction that makes yes sense. <laughs> yes it's keeping it's so much easier keeping it open is definitely more difficult on you yeah you have to f- try to like decipher more and connecting to spirit in that atmosphere yeah. for oh. me at least is a really big challenge yeah um and when somebody wants to be vague with me they're gonna get a vague reading yep. in return and that's Absolutely. just because I'm not trying to kill myself for five no. dollars no no and I would say that's actually the biggest challenge what you just mentioned is is the the environment is a lot there's a lot yeah. going on in, in the subway there's pe- there's a million people at a party there's a bunch of people at a party those people might be getting drunk they might be you know so there's a lot of like energetic frenetic kind of at circumstances that make zeroing in on a reading difficult but not impossible especially if you have that question you know i I want us to discuss more about magical hygiene and oh, psychic yes. hygiene. We should just give people a bunch of tips at the end of the show. Oh my god, I love of, it! Like ways to be prepared, things to look out for yes. with difficult clients, Absolutely. how to deal with those situations in the moment. Yeah, setting boundaries. We'll give them tips on all that, and then I think also important <laughs> aftercare. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> aftercare is so important. Psychic and magical aftercare <laughs> for yourself. So we'll we'll finish up this show with that in, yeah. in the second segment. But yeah. um, just really quickly, can you tell us like how you came up with the name Subways or more than yeah. just the, the story behind it? Yeah, so I, I had been reading in the subway three or four times a week for five, six months. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and I was, I was getting tip money. I was getting, I, was, I had started to get tip money. People had started to pay me and I was like, oh, I can, I should be just asking for money to begin with. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then. And a reader is born. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And so I started to really be like, oh, this is something that I can do professionally. And I had, I shit you not. I had a dream one night, pay attention to your dreams. 
Yes. Um, I had a dream. It was one of those dreams, like, right before you wake up in the morning. So I don't know if I was, like, half awake, whatever. But I, I literally saw a vision of my, my what's now my logo of the – so if you live in New York City, the, you know, the trains are in little colored circles – and I had a vision of the word tarot, T-A-R-O-T, in little different colored circles. Just like Just the like the City. one train and the, and the mm-hmm. four train or whatever. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I have to make this a thing. And, and I I've have always, to... really always love that branding. Like, I think it's genius. <laughs> it's so fun. And, and it's such it's, a big part of your story. Yeah, and it's how where you I started. Got, yeah, and I love that. Absolutely. And I've actually kind of like... I've talked to you about this before, but the recently I've been kind of, cause I don't, I'm not reading in the subway anymore and we can talk I about that. I don't blame you <laughs> because you're not an insane person. Yeah. Cause it is an incredible <laughs> energy drain and it's so, so, I think we can definitely safely yeah. say that reading in the subway is harder oh, than events and parties. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you get like, you get all, you get all kinds, you get crazy people, you get, well, not crazy people, but you get, like, people who are just so out of it sometimes. And, like, people, there's you, there's just no way to predict. At a party, if they know that there's going to be a tarot reader or it's an event that is kind of, like, drawing an open crowd, it, you, you have kind of some narrowed down clients. Like, there's a, there's kind of a, like pool of people that you're that you're drawing from but the subway it's like it's anything goes and it's really hard to anticipate what you're gonna run into you're gonna run into everything yeah so with an event you at least uh, you at least know what kind of clients you can expect yeah yeah I guess yeah, yeah usually yeah sense. but it's still the same prep and, oh, yeah. and aftercare absolutely. if you will absolutely well we're gonna be right back in just a minute but you can book uh the subway tarot girl at the subway um and if you have any questions please email the subway tarot girl at gmail.com Welcome back to Mystic Witch. I'm here with Emma, the Subway Tarot Girl. We were talking about difficult clients before, and yeah. I was wondering if you could <laughs> share some of your personal experiences. Absolutely. How do you deal with a difficult client? Right. What so, kind of difficult clients are there? Oh gosh, there are so many. Um, there's so many good. <laughs> there's so many good kinds of clients, and they're you know, especially yes. reading at an event. Um, there's all kinds of in, you know, inappropriate behavior. Um, I've had, I've had clients at events who they'll, they'll sit down for their reading and then they'll keep coming back and asking me how other readings are going. Lingerers. Lingerers. Oh, the lingerers. They haunt your table. Yeah. They, they just Ooh. hover. <laughs> <laughs> they just hover and like, you know, and it's just, I, you know, and I've, I've gotten to a point I used to, the thing, the thing with difficult clients that I've learned, I used to really be like, I would be afraid. I would be kind of afraid to like, not get snappy, but to, to put up a boundary with clients before, because I was afraid it would hurt my business. I was afraid that they would, especially at a party where word of mouth is basically how you're getting clients to sit down. 
um, or one of the ways you're getting clients mm-hmm. to sit down. And so I would worry that if I, if I put up this, this boundary, I would be afraid that that person was going to go and be like, Oh, that tarot reader, she's such a bitch, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's no, it's it. You're, you're working. You are there working. You are there to provide readings for people who are sitting down to pay. That's another version of a tough client. Typical client who mm-hmm. doesn't, no money having hoes. No money having hoes <laughs> are, oh, can I buy you a drink instead of paying? No, you pay me the money that I have yeah. advertised, <laughs> that I have on my signage. And it's, but anyway, it's like, now I've, or, the, I've or there's one that, that just straight up hit on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> those. I think those. The challenge with all of those examples, the thing they have in common is that they don't treat you like a professional, and yep. it's insulting. It's insulting. It's and, and it's, I think that's why you're like, no, I don't care if I have to. Yeah. Set up a firm boundary with yeah. you. I don't yeah. even care if it hurts my business. Yeah. Because you're not respecting me, and I'm yeah. demanding what I'm yeah. worth. Yeah. Your your respect and your um your time and your energy that you are there to offer is more valuable than any kind of like appearing rude or appearing like a bitch. Well, here's the other, the side of it too. Like one of my biggest pet peeves at an event is when someone puts their drink on their, on my table. No, no, no. Because they are paper cards. That's my livelihood. No, absolutely not. Especially the ones who are like texting and not even paying attention. I hate that. It's like my biggest, I I just put my hand in front of it, like lean in and I'm like, (laughs) Mm-mm. That's just amazing. Don't, I don't like block it yeah. physically with my hand. And I'm like, there, no. They're there to sit down and to have a, a conversation with you. And if they're not present, like then you can't help. So now, now I've gotten to a point where I just, I tell it like it is. I mean, it's words are powerful. People respond to words. I've had, if people are lingering well, or if people are well, hitting on we me. We have, we have a, a, we have the situations where people aren't responding to words too. Oh, true. We have people of in those, people. yeah, junk, <laughs> yeah, junk inebriated. Oh gosh, at sometimes parties. even on drugs. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a party. Yep. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. And if you want a reading in that state of mind, go for it. Yeah. But they're not going to respond to no. the same. So how do you deal with that? I mean, I usually I tell it like it is. I often will say, "Hey, I feel like you're in a place where you're not going to be." You know, you're not going to be open, as open as maybe you would be if you were a little less drunk. Or I, I don't call, I, don't, I never call out, like, them being drunk or on drugs. Because, like... Yeah, no. It's not about well, that. It's more, I keep it very general, but I do keep it firm. And I keep it like, hey, if you want a reading, I'm here to give it to you. But I'm going to ask just that you, you, you respect what I have to say. And you respect the time that we have together. Mm-hmm. And that you listen to the best of your ability. And that you take away what, what you can from it. And then if Beautiful. they're still, like, all over the place, then I'll, I'll – if, if someone's all over the place and it's not going to be worth my time, I will straight up just be like, let's no. book a reading some other time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's kind of a – That's who you really have business cards yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. You're not even going to remember me unless yep. I give this memory <laughs> to you. So – Absolutely. Yeah. Business cards are amazing. Yeah. They go a yeah. long way because yeah. it's just like, here you go. This is the information that you want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what other kind of difficult clients are there? Like, um, for instance, how do you handle a client who comes to you already with a wall up 
oh, kind of yeah. like is a skeptic yeah. and is like prune it and arms folded, yeah. that yeah. type of behavior. Oh, that happens a lot. And then there's sometimes you just don't connect with them. Yeah. How do you deal with those situations? I mean, if someone has a wall up, I make it clear to them that their time and I, I usually ask them, like, what made you want to sit down for a reading? Like, what are you... I do that too, but I feel like I don't get an answer. Mm. Do you? Do they Do they it actually depends. answer the question? Because like, I feel like they don't know. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes Attention. people are... Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> listen, if, listen if, that's, if that's what you want me to do with our time, you just want yeah. me to pay attention to you, I'm here for that. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. my job is to help you and yeah. to give you some healing and some care. And yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But... It's not really what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Not, you're not reaching my full potential. Yeah. With that. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, that's absolutely true. And I think I usually just, I usually, I don't point it out like you're blocked. Like I'm not like, <laughs> like you have a wall up. I'm just my like. My spirits hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually am just totally honest. I'm like, I feel like we're kind of on different pages right now. Like, do you want to talk about it? Um, or do you want, like, is there something? I try to like just ask questions. And if they're not responding to the questions, then I mean, worst case scenario, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't want to give, I'm, I feel like you wouldn't benefit from a reading right now. Or I feel like this information is going to, it's not going to resonate with you. And I want to give you the best, like most helpful, most useful information that I can. And I can only do that if we're having an exchange. And totally. And you know what just occurred to me just now? What? If we're having such a hard time staying connected and open at that environment, in that environment, in that, at, yeah. like in an event space, oh, an event space. Yeah, maybe that's part of it too, because they're just, it's how they're responding to their environment. Maybe they're nervous about yeah. the friends oh, they're absolutely. with or absolutely. feeling lonely. It could be a million things. I didn't even really yeah. think about it that way. But it's hard to be vulnerable. I 100% agree. Like, let's just try to do this another time if you're still interested. Yeah, if it's like My really thing, blocking, if it's like really blocked, I will always suggest meeting at another time in a yeah. more private place yeah my new thing basically though has been I'm less forgiving you're so much sweeter than me <laughs> um most people are <laughs> it's my Virgo I'm like I'm like a mommy I just need to take I'm care sorry of but people. that is not a Virgo quality no taking care of people no oh. no no, I'm just kidding. Virgos <laughs> can be really compassionate, and you are you are an empath, so you're like yeah, prone to empathy. Yeah, my empath is. Um, yeah. But my new thing is like my perspective. Just basically is like I could force this time with this person, but I'd rather give them a refund because I started looking around when I'm working a party like House of Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, usually there's a line for me, and yeah. there are people who wait for sixty minutes. They wait an entire yeah. hour. And right. those people might not get their chance because I wasted time trying to connect to somebody right. who, and it doesn't matter the reason, give them their money back, let's move forward, yeah. because there's three other people that I could be spending yeah. that time on, because you do end up spending extra time on yeah. those clients. Oh, that's a huge yeah. thing with clients. I, I let them know up front, hey, the longer you sit here, the more, one, the more money it's costing you, and two, the less people, other people at the party get readings. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, and the, that's why the ones who are linger. lingering and interrupting, the, and like hitting on, fuck yeah. that. Like, dude, seriously, like yeah. w- this. What are you, a child? Yeah. 
How did that reading go? None of your business. So that's some of the stressful things that yeah, you, can you can hard. deal with. Can but there's a lot of really fun stuff oh, about working events, oh, too. I love working events. I know. Me, too. It's Let's talk about favorite. your favorite things. What? what are some of your... I love getting ready. <laughs> I love setting up costumes. my space. <laughs> I want to put on a costume. I love costumes. Because they're yeah. fun. More often than not, especially in October, as you mm-hmm. know, October is the big party month for tarot readers. I mean, you know, just like... Busy season. Busy season. Um, yeah. The get, witching getting, month. Getting, I don't, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> just getting ready and getting into that space, getting into the, you know, setting up your table, setting up your, your how you're pre- making your presentation appealing and exciting and sparking people's curiosity connecting with people honestly like when I do when I work at parties I'll spend I'll set my shit up and then I'll spend a good like 20 to 30 minutes just mingling and being like getting to know people because then it it sets up an environment where I'm here to listen to you and I'm here to connect with you as a person like not just a tarot reader but also I love that because excuse me I love that because I feel like People have this, they have this expectation, like you were talking about managing Mm -hmm. expectations. Yeah. One thing that I see a lot is they, I've never been like this. You've known me for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very authentic in my practice. I'm not trying to seem like a scholar or an intellectual. Right. You know, I don't think I'm a joke, but I like to make jokes. Yeah. (laughs) And I like, I love making fun of myself. Yeah. So, but basically like, I think people expect you to be this mystical enigma. Absolutely. A lot of the time, Absolutely. who honestly, honey, I don't have, I don't yeah. have my shit together. Yeah. I'm still working on me. Absolutely, we're gonna work on this together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that that spirit of of it being an exchange and it being a collaboration really helps me in a party setting to get to know people ahead of time. I think in a party setting, that's a beautiful opportunity to have to be able oh, to yeah. mingle. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot, actually like there's only specific types of events that allow that Mm -hmm. unless you basically manage time for it. And even then, like it's sometimes like you show up, you set up, you do the speed readings and you get out of there. Yeah. Get your, get your rate and then get out. Yeah. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Um, set dressing, like basically setting up your table, um, finding like a floofy tablecloth or a sparkly jacket oh my gosh I have three sparkly I have a I have a an event coat I call it my event coat now and it has it's a it's like a long like duster coat and it has all of the signs of the zodiac in a in a circle on the back and I haven't seen this no it's like this gorgeous velvet kimono-y kind of thing and it's my favorite thing to wear at events we have similar styles. Yeah. So it's just basically like Stevie Nicks yes. meets Bog Witch. Yes. We got that Bog Witch energy. Oh, yeah. No, no. no my, dick, my dick is huge, but <laughs> I have definite Bog, bog Witch energy. But like with like class and style. Yeah. You know, like a little yeah. flair and a, a really good shawl. Yeah. Love a good, <laughs> love a good little light box marquee. Oh, light boxes are my sets, favorite sign. That's has that has you know we're not ten dollars we're not the only ones anymore like i oh it's everywhere everyone's doing it now i'm talking about readers oh we were the first though (laughs) we did it first so you're welcome yeah it is really fun (laughs) setting the precedent yes a year ago yeah okay (laughs) so um you know it's meant to be fun yes absolutely those environments you know house of yes especially like encourages us 
to have a good time. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, you have to come in there and be ready for like in the middle of a sentence, bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Dancers flying through oh, the air. It's amazing. You have it's no idea. It's so much fun. It's so crazy. You're there to have fun and everyone there is there to have fun. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't think, like you were saying, you don't have to be this very serious, like we're going to go deep, dark, into your you have 10 minutes and you have and you're there to have fun and you want to and those connections that you make with like there are some clients I've met at parties I read for them regularly now and like I've even become friends with clients that I've met at parties and that's that's what really you're there for and to you know that's interesting too because I don't think event life is for everyone I don't think the gig life no reading it can be very draining actually I think it's very few people who can do it who are even capable of managing this in a long-term way, which Mm -hmm. you obviously have been doing it now for years. And um, I think vibing off of that energy of the fun aspect and the joy of it is part of what keeps me going in the moment. Yeah. But but we should break down some of the prep that we do to get into that headspace. So what are some of your practices about like getting ready mentally and spiritually for that environment yeah so I I block out no less than an hour before I am supposed to be at the event for me to so you're ready makeup done everything okay I'm so I I get my makeup done or I I Face on, I put my outfit on. This is that Virgo shit, right? Yeah, here. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I keep two way schedule. Um, and, <laughs> and then I meditate. I, I nice. get quiet. I go in my room. I shut the door. I tell my roommates, hey, I'm getting ready for a party. Don't bother me. I'm on airplane mode. I'm on airplane mode, yes. <laughs> I, I put my phone on airplane mode. Good. I turn off my computer. I, I, I have total quiet. I have. Three prosperity candles that I light, that I carve, that I make, and those are like my thing. But um, and I sit in front of my altar and I meditate and I imagine the event going the best possible way it can go. And I and I breathe and I cleanse my deck. I I put. How a, do you cleanse your decks? What do you use? Your I use selenite. So I have little selenite mm-hmm. chips and I have a little um a little box that I put the cards in. What do you like? And digging for gold, sifting yeah. it in there. <laughs> Yep, I just I put it in the middle, and then it's kind of like the chips are around it, and then I let it sit there, and I put my I bless it, and I put my intention for a, a great party over it. And I yeah. think that I think that's like such a great simple way to cleanse your deck too. Selenite is so great for that. I love it. Um, I, it's interesting, like because I don't I usually do like very elaborate things, mm. and keeping it simple is sometimes the yeah. real answer. But I did just recently, I took my box of business cards and just sprinkled a bunch of basil in it, shut it. Oh, and then, yeah, oh like, that's just, amazing. There's just basil on my cards yeah, now. That's, that's, that's what I'm doing now. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Because I, I want that to actually have a return yeah. because actually it's not even about the money or the clients. It's more about like this planet and mm-hmm. not having that card go to waste. Like mm-hmm. I, I want it to exist oh, for a, a reason. I never thought of it like that. You know that. what I mean? Like, yeah. Just trying, just trying to be a good pagan. Yeah, that's all. So, yeah. so your prep is elaborate. It's, it's elaborate. way, way more responsibility than I take in, in preparation. <laughs> really? Because, what do you well, do? I do for preparation. I really, I'm not much, honestly. 
I wait till I get to the actual space. Mm. But remember, though, that I'm in Aries with Leo rising, so I am yeah. really spontaneous. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely am not sitting there quietly meditating and clearing my mm-hmm. heart, mind, and soul. <laughs> I think that's beautiful and yeah. really good hygiene. Yeah, it really, works. like that's it works the best. for me. It works for me. That's the personal practice. Exactly, and and that's the thing. I think for me. Um, to be honest, I don't have a lot of aftercare for myself either, mm. except that I have to feel good about yeah. the night. So let's say sometimes a night will be really bad. You just yeah. have a lot it of those happens. difficult clients. Yeah. Um, you didn't make a lot of money and now it's pouring rain and you have to yeah. walk home. I will then go to a different location. Yeah. Have, oh, have a really amazing. extravagant cocktail or yes. something, you know, like a daiquiri. Like, I'll yeah. get some tropical drink and, like, have a nice conversation with someone else to hit the reset button yes. before I go home. Then I go home and sleep, rest. Mm-hmm. But honestly, my aftercare comes in the form of taking regular baths. That oh, I love that. I'm not really aligned with events I'm doing. It's yeah. just when I have time. And mm-hmm. when I have the desire, which is well, pretty much all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make time and I always want a bath. So, yes. <laughs> so for aftercare, tell me some of your aftercare. Yeah. Sleep is definitely super important. Mm-hmm. I, so I usually, the events that I have typically worked get out very, very late at night. So mm-hmm. I usually go home. I usually cleanse my deck again at home. And then I, you know... I just, I go to, I get a good night's sleep. I block off the next day if I'm working an event at night. If I'm working an event during the day, I will block off the evening to have to myself. Because I'm, I'm not Virgo. I'm very, the hermit card is real. Mm-hmm. I am very, mm-hmm. I need to recharge. I need to have my space very quiet and, and relaxed and to really get back into my my rhythm, the rhythm of my life. So I, I get very, very real about um, my sleep, uh, my having time to myself the day after. Um, sometimes clients will be like, can I get a reading from you tomorrow? And I'll be like, I'm actually off tomorrow. Uh, you know, I need a day to recharge. How about the next day or the day after that? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, so... What else do? You, what else can you add to wrap up like boundaries and oh, boundaries? So important. Yeah, you. I mean, you don't owe anyone more time or energy than you. You know, like than you are than you are willing to give, and you don't have to feel. I think the thing about boundaries is that we can feel like we'll we'll hurt someone's feelings or like not hurt our business, like I was saying before. Um, but really, it's much more helpful to have business hours to have. You're to have a, a main way of communicating with you. Email is my email and my website are my way that clients can get in touch with me. I don't give out my phone number. I know some readers do, but um, I will say though, like for anyone who is just starting out as any kind of reader, um, having a Google Voice number is really helpful. Um, you know, if you don't want people to have your direct line. Mm. That's um, great. Yeah. And then you can That's kind of great. choose, you know, mine is 413 Tarot. Oh. Yeah. So you can kind of I like, love that. Yeah, you can choose your own. Um, all right. So I guess that, that about wraps it up. Is there anything yeah. else you want to add? Um, I mean, go to the subwaytarotgirl.com Boom. to book a reading if you want one. I do them over the over Skype and in person and over email. So 
Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun to have yeah. you. Yeah. A huge thank you to Chris Delgado and Zappy Matthews in their assistance in editing this episode. I'm not exactly an audiophile, so I could not have done it without you. I'm learning as I go. Uh, but just a quick disclaimer, in future episodes, you are going to hear the train. You are going to hear sirens. This is New York City. So you're just going to have to deal with it. But in order to make that less of a distraction in the episode, the editing is going to be tricky. So I'm really, really grateful to Chris and Zafi for their help. I also have to give a really big thank you to our very first Patreon contributor, Benjamin Simpson. So grateful for you. Um, we will continue giving shout outs on the show to all of the Patreon supporters. Uh, we'll drop a name, we'll drop an alias, whatever you prefer. Um, and there's going to be bonuses for those people as well. You can find our website at bluejunetarot.com backslash mystic witch. Uh, or <laughs> you can follow us on social media, which might be more fun for you. Follow us at Mystic Witch Podcast or email mysticwitchpodcast at gmail.com.